This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Good afternoon, everyone. Well, earlier this week, you may recall, we spoke with Lita Mae Button of Button Adventures in Broad Cove. She's developed a passion for Parkinson's training program that's being launched at our Ochre Pit Cove retreat in early December. Button, a former nurse and decorated boxer, has been working with Parkinson's patients to help them gain full body strength and improve their coordination. Button's efforts were first brought to our attention by Gander nurse practitioner Corin Snow who was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's at the age of 42. And you may recall that uh, VOCM News had a couple of stories about uh, Corin's um, story. Uh, our guests today are Corin Snow. Hello. Hi. And Nathan Late, who has been running a free exercise class in Gander for Parkinson's patients along with Corin. Hello, Nathan. Hello. So, uh, Corinne, uh, start with you. Uh, tell us a little bit about your Parkinson's journey. When did you first realize that something was up? Uh, I first started having symptoms at 38, and I started wondering around because obviously I was young and I was diagnosed with essential tremor. But I I went on a wait list to see another neurologist, and in three years I've seen Dr. Squarey in St. John's, and she diagnosed me at 42. So uh, you, sorry, you cut out a little bit there. So you noticed a slight tremor, is that correct? Yeah, at the age of 38. And uh, how did that manifest itself? There was a little tremor in my pinky finger, and uh, you could barely notice it. But uh, being a nurse practitioner, I thought, that's strange. And it just kept progressing, And but I was... I was 42 until I, before I was diagnosed, and I'm currently 45. So it's only the fact that you had the training that you recognized that this wasn't, because I think most people, if they notice a slight tremor in their pinky finger, they might say, oh, that's weird. I must have pinched a nerve or something. Yeah, I think that, um, and, and I think the sad thing was when I was first diagnosed with an essential tremor, if it wasn't for my knowledge, I probably would have just let it go. But I knew the symptoms were, I knew of the symptoms and I knew they were progressing, so I, I went for a second opinion. So that was when you were just 38 years old. Did you have a history of Parkinson's in your family? Did you, did you know uh, of connections to Parkinson's? No, I don't have any close relatives with it, but now that I've looked into it, I do have some extended relatives that have Parkinson's, some second, third cousins. And were you aware of that at the time? Was that something that, uh, you know, no. also prompted you to seek out some diagnosis? No, actually I wasn't. It wasn't until I was diagnosed that I actually realized that there were some second and third cousins in the family with it. And were they all early onset as well? Uh, no, one was, uh, but the other couple were late onset in their 60s, 70s which I understand is more typical when it comes to Parkinson's disease. It is, but I've, um, since I've been branching out, I have found a lot more young onset Parkinson's patients in this province, and I'm hoping to find more. Uh, for sure, uh, because uh, you've become a bit of an advocate. 
Yeah, I actually, you know, I Parkinson's, I wasn't a big, I didn't have a big involvement with the Parkinson's Society of Newfoundland, but they're actually sponsoring our exercise class out in Central, and because I've met with the executive director, and I, he's sponsoring the class, and I actually have met with them again since, and we're, we're putting together a support group for Newfoundland patients on November the 30th at 7 o'clock, and that's going to be advertised soon. And hopefully I'll meet, I'll get more people through that support group. And if we can get enough interest, the society is going to put off a more advanced class for young onset or patients that are more, have more ability to exercise than some of the older patients. And I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, those efforts uh, in, in a little while, but how has uh, Parkinson's affected your life so far? You're still only 45 years old. Yeah, so actually, you know, it's funny because I, before, I actually live a healthier lifestyle now than I did before I had Parkinson's. Uh, I think that chronic illness can be one of the greatest teachers that you ever get and, and, and awakeners because the struggles and, and hardships you have to deal with every day, it makes you grow and realize that life is a gift and you need to cherish it. and. When I realized that, I changed my lifestyle. Nathan had a big part in helping me with that, with exercise. But I also got introduced to meditation, and which has been essential in my life. And I, I don't go a day without meditating because it calms me. It makes me more mindful. It makes me live in the moment. And I don't focus on what can happen in the future. So I, I actually am healthier now than before I had Parkinson's. And the meditation, as you expressed, is is important too, uh, no doubt, because when you get the kind of diagnosis like a Parkinson's diagnosis, I would imagine your brain starts racing. Yeah, and, and it can bring you to really bad places, and depression is so prominent with it. And I, I think initially when I first started down this journey, I didn't have a lot of support. I wasn't a part of a lot of support groups or networks, so I felt really isolated because people just don't really understand this diagnosis. And I, and I didn't want to have my life overwhelmed by fear, and I didn't want to live always thinking of what can happen in the future, and meditation really helps me with that, and it really grounds me. Our guests today on On Target are Corin Snow and Nathan Late in Gander, and uh, we're talking about um, Parkinson's and their efforts to improve the lives of Parkinson's patients through exercise and uh, activity. We'll be back right after this. Save the date. VOCM's Dial a Carol. Sunday, November 27th, 1 to 6 p.m. on your VOCM. And we're back. Our guests today are Corin Snow and Nathan Late in Gander, and they've been advocating for and helping Parkinson's patients uh, deal with uh, some of the symptoms and keep them strong and healthy. Um, Nathan, how did you get involved in, in Parkinson's therapy and this exercise program? Yeah, so uh, I, um, I never really had much experience with Parkinson's prior to seeing Corin. Since then, so we kind of treated her like a personal training client in the beginning, and I've had to kind of educate myself with Parkinson's uh, as we've been training together. Um, But this class that we're doing in Gander has been like 
lot for me is to learn as well. And Karina's um, kind of been like the, the driving force behind all of this. And um, I'm just trying to help out as much as I can. So you were involved in an exercise program, is that right? But tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I work at uh, Lifestyle Physiotherapy in Gander. And um, so this is the sort of stuff I deal with most of the day, and I've been doing this for the past, uh, well, working as a kinesiologist for about almost seven years. So that's kind of how, you know, why training came to the clinic, and that's how we met. Uh, yeah, that's, that's just pretty much what I do all day, this sort of stuff. And so until you started working with Corinne, you, you didn't know an awful lot about Parkinson's? Uh, well, we learned about it in school, um, but not to the, you know, nothing to the extent of, you know, what I've been helping Corinne with. Uh, it is different than just like your typical personal training. Um, you, know, you still do your, like your strength work, your cardio and mobility, you know, balance and coordination stuff, but it's a bit more, um, you get be a bit more intensive, I guess, and be careful with uh, and deliberate with what the, the training program is uh, for Parkinson's. Right, because I was going to ask you, how does it differ from other uh, physiotherapy work you've done? Yeah, it is a bit different. So, like I said, we do work on all those things I just mentioned, but the balance work in, is extremely important in coordination because, like, you know, a Parkinson's is something that uh, it really affects people's balance and uh, it more like, stiff and rigid, that sort of stuff. So, uh, balance is a huge part of what me and Corinne do, so just trying to challenge that as much as possible. There's other things as well, like if, you know, for example, she'll struggle more on one side than the other, the, the side she has uh, more of a tremor with. So doing, as an example, someone doing uh, a dumbbell press would be more beneficial than, like, using a barbell. So they're using, you can kind of tell the difference between two arms and, uh, yeah, just kind of doing more unilateral stuff. Uh, and... Like I said, the rigidity with, with Parkinson's, so doing mobility work, yoga is great for that. So you're still addressing every aspect of fitness. It's just you're taking in consideration the Parkinson's symptoms and how you can design the program to address that. Have you seen the benefit, Corinne, despite the progression of the, of the illness? So yeah. I think that, is that for me? Yes. Yeah, those are yours. Yeah, so I think that uh, when I met Nathan at Lifestyle and I asked him to take me on for personal training, I, I asked him because I, I just didn't know where else to turn because I didn't, at that point, I didn't know where to go. And I knew that movement and exercise was my only hope. And he agreed to take me on. And since then, he's done an amazing job with my work aid and has definitely slowed the progression of my disease. Um, the, he introduced me originally to boxing, which has been instrumental in my life. I find boxing with, helps with the brain coordination of movements and getting the brain working at the same time. So I feel that um, the progression of my disease has really been slowed by my exercise routine. 
So Nathan, how does boxing uh, help in particular for, for Parkinson's patients? So walk us through that because we talked to Lita May Button about the same thing earlier in the week. Yeah, so uh, Lita probably has more experience and knowledge with this stuff, but my understanding is uh, anything that kind of gets the brain to, forces the brain to work and really focus on what you're doing is going to be more beneficial. So, um, like me and Karina talked about, she can't really, when she's throwing a jab and a cross and, and a hook, like different boxing movements, she can't really think about what she's going to have for supper or anything like that. Otherwise, you know, I'm going to get popped in the face. So she kind of needs to be where she, like, it goes back to the mindfulness that she was talking about earlier. Movements that really force you to be in the moment and really use your brain is is extremely important for Parkinson's because, you know, it's it's a movement disorder that, that, uh, you know, affects the brain. So the more that you're able to learn new movement skills and really kind of, have focused on what you're doing then the better the exercise and corinne this is really like full body it's also about agility yeah so boxing for me is uh, is so challenging i love it but it's so challenging to me because you you would i, I don't know if it's the part parkinson's part that causes it to be so difficult the depletion in the brain but to try and make that coordination when he tells me to throw a certain two or three punches in a row and I really got to cognitively think about it. It is extremely difficult. Uh, I was going to ask you that because I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm visualizing somebody who is boxing now and there's a lot of um, agility, a lot of uh, quick movements, uh, being light on your feet, that kind of thing. Do you find that challenging with the stiffness in particular that Parkinson's presents? Yeah, there's there's mornings that I'd go into the gym and and I'd end up saying to Nathan, I don't know about this this morning, but I'll always show up. I may not perform to my best, but I'm a firm believer to always show up and try my best. So you're sold on this whole form of therapy? Oh, I, I feel exercise is the only form of therapy there is. I mean, not only should patients be boxing, they should definitely be exercising in general and find support. Don't be isolated because that is one of the worst things you can do with this disease. And try to find some relaxing, calming things to do. I mean, I do, and that's where I've met Lita is through the goat therapy because they calm me, they relax me. And anything that calms and relaxes the body will help with Parkinson's symptoms. And you said, you mentioned something very important there because I've, I've heard of people with Parkinson's who have completely withdrawn, who retreat, who uh, don't want to be seen in public, uh, re- remove themselves from rooms when people come in, those kinds of things. I, I've known somebody who did that. Um, and that's really isolating. Um, so how do you, how do you, um, was it difficult for you, I suppose, at, at such a young age to be diagnosed with this? And let's be honest, most of the people who are diagnosed with Parkinson's are a little more advanced in life. Yeah, I think that, and I agree with you, people isolate themselves because it is a disease that that has obvious symptoms and obvious tremor, like, you know, most people have tremors and it is mainly, but if you 
if you change your lifestyle, if you exercise, if you get yourself going, you can control these symptoms. And the way I look at it, you know, typical things are always going to happen. You can't change that. You can only change the way you respond to them and how you react. And that's what I've done. Our guests today on On Target are Nathan Late and Corinne Snow. They're in Gander, and they've been uh, running a free exercise class for Parkinson's patients. And I want to talk to Nathan a little bit more about that when we come back after the break. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Our guests today on On Target are Corinne Snow and Nathan Late in Gander, and they've been running a free exercise class in Gander for Parkinson's patients. And uh, Nathan, what kind of a response have you gotten to your exercise program? Uh, you're, you're referring to the, the Gander group, correct? Yeah. Um, it's been great so far. Uh, everyone that's come seems to really enjoy themselves. And you know, I'm trying to make it as fun as possible. So we'll do something new every time they come. And uh, so, for example, last day we're using balls, doing some tossing, throwing, catching, uh, different things, going back to what we were talking about earlier to kind of get the brain involved and you know, and it's more than just the fitness aspect. So there's a social, everyone kind of has a chat before class and after, and uh, sometimes people bring some food and it becomes like, uh, like a little get together. And yeah, it's great. I mean, everyone seems to, to really love it so far. So we're hoping to, you know, grow that community as much as possible. You're getting a range of ages and abilities? Yeah, yeah. So we, for example, we have someone there that has had Parkinson's for 25 years. And we have people there that have been diagnosed for, you know, a couple months. So there's definitely a wide range of abilities, which kind of, you know, so with the class, I want everyone to still be kind of challenged. So I want I tailor everything so that it's appropriate for the person that has been uh, diagnosed for 25 years, as well as the person that has recently diagnosed can be challenged. So... Uh, yeah, I want to make sure everyone kind of gets the benefits of, of exercise that Karen's been talking about. And are you getting from people outside of Gander as well, or is there enough of a um, you know community within Gander to keep it all going? Uh, my understanding, I've, I think Karen would know this better, but I'm pretty sure someone for, we have some people from Twillingate, and yeah. so people are making the drive to come in, uh, which kind of, I think, speaks to how they feel about the program. Um, so it's just like a, anyone in the central area is more than welcome to come, and you know, we're we're hoping to expand it and maybe do like some, some virtual stuff as well. So people that can't make it, especially in the winter, for example, driving from from Twillingate might be a little hard. So uh, we want to make sure it's accessible to everyone. I've done the drive, and if it's uh, if it's uh, slippery or miserable out, it's not that pleasant. <laughs> no, and it's definitely not worth the the drive if you're going to put your stuff at risk. So. Yeah, we're hoping to to have like sample Zoom so people can kind of sign in and, and follow along if they want to. And then you can open it up to a much broader area, I would imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and I think the the Parkinson Society in Newfoundland does do that stuff as well. Um, but we want to. So that's something we could do with that program, but also it'd be great for the people that uh, can't make it that day to sign in and still feel like they're part of the group that, be, that they're getting to know. 
So when and where are these sessions for anybody who might be interested? Uh, is this one for me? Oh, yes, yep. Uh, we have it at the Anglican Church in Gander. Um, and if anyone wants to learn more about it, Karim would be the best person to contact. Um, she can probably give you her cell phone number and, and email. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that would be, that's where we've been meeting. Uh, and I think that's what we're going to stick with because it's a really good spot. And I'll, I'll, I'll get more of that information from you uh, at the end of the show, Corinne, but uh, you mentioned it before, and we've talked about this before, but uh, there's a lot of aspects to um, some of the um, uh, methods and therapies that you've been using to help you personally, and I'm fascinated by your association with um, uh, Button Adventures and the goat therapy. Tell us how you got involved in that. So I've always had a little bit of a fascination with goats. And when I heard about Lita doing goat walks, I thought, hmm, that's something that I'd really enjoy. So I went out, and she has the most amazing goats. They are so calming and so friendly. And it's, I've just been fascinated with them. I, I used to go up in the garden with them. I, I stayed out there, and I'd meditate with the goats and it was just amazing. So I've been out there a couple of times. She's been out to my house, and the goats have stayed at my house overnight. And they're coming again Saturday. <laughs> Is that right? You and you have the goats come over and everything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they sleep in the house, and we just clean up after them. And they're really, yeah, I mean, the baby goats, but they're pretty cute. So we just let them roam the house. Oh, they're so, there's something so endearing about them, I have to say. Uh, is that part of it, their their personalities that, that just put a smile on your face? Yeah, I mean, Priscilla is obviously my favorite. She's the one in the pictures with me on media. I actually slept her in my bed with me the last time she came. <laughs> and I suppose she's gotten to know you. Yeah, me and her, yeah, we're pretty close. She's coming again this weekend. And uh, do they allow people to keep goats in Gander? Is that something you might consider? Well, apparently not, but we just, you know, plead ignorance. <laughs> Very good. Um, so do other people get involved in the goat therapy? Not necessarily Parkinson's patients, but do other people see the benefits of that? Well, I mean, we that fundraiser whack that we did, uh, like over 60 people came out to that, and the goats were the most, I think they were the most hit of it all. And Lita's been extremely busy with our goat walks all summer. So I think it will, I think it is taking off, and people are becoming more involved with, with it. Animal therapy should be promoted way more than it is. And I know there's been a lot of work uh, with horses, for instance, uh, not only here in Newfoundland, but right across the country as well for people who have suffered PTSD and, and other types of things. The animals have this calming presence. Absolutely. So you see a lot of benefit in that, obviously, and you'll be doing more work with that in the future, I would imagine? Oh, definitely. Uh, and Nathan, does that sound interesting to you? <laughs> uh. I'm not quite as passionate about that as Corinne is. Uh, definitely not going to be having goats in the house, but uh, I would love to go out there at some point. I haven't met Lita yet, so that's definitely on my list of things to do. 
Well, she's uh, got an awful lot of energy. I will give her that much. And uh, she's got this uh, uh, Parkinson's, um, a passion for Parkinson's uh, program that's starting now in early December. Are you involved in that at all, Corinne? Yeah, so I'm attending, um, but I'll be doing mainly animal goat therapy because I I had back surgery yesterday, so I'm out of commission with uh, for boxing for six weeks, which is pretty sad, but um, I will definitely be going and spending time with the goats. Back and surgery yesterday? You sound great. Yes, I'm, yeah. That's amazing. I'm, 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 I think once you get a diagnosis of Parkinson's and you, you fought through all the symptoms, I, I don't think much can take you down. Well, apparently not. So will no. you still be able to do these uh, other programs with Nathan now going forward for the next little while? So I've been, a, my discs have herniated two weeks ago and I've been attending in a wheelchair. I'm, I'm actually able to walk now. So I can't box. Um, I've been restricted with a couple of things, but I'm going to see Nathan next week and see what he's going to let me do. I'm going to do whatever I'm allowed to do. And uh, are the doctors encouraging you to get back to it as quickly as possible? I mean, um, no, I, I'm I'm restricted for six weeks. I know that uh, I'm allowed to walk, and he told me I can walk so much as I want. So I plan on walking five and six times a day. <laughs> Uh, that's great. Um, does the the weather hinder you in any way when it comes to getting out and about? No. Um, I got grips. I got um, snow grips that go on my sneakers, and I go in all weather conditions. Snow, rain. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like you say, nothing is slowing you down. No. Absolutely not. Because the more you lay idle and this disease can just take over your life. Are you getting to know more people with Parkinson's who have been on a similar journey? Yeah, I have a few people have reached out to me, and I'm really encouraging everybody to contact the Parkinson's Society of Newfoundland and Labrador. They got a 1-800 number, and they got a website, and they... Uh, because I don't know all the resources in all of Newfoundland, but obviously they do, and they can connect people with different exercise groups in their area. I mean, I know what I've, we've created in our own area, but they will be able to direct people to the appropriate resources and send them out appropriate resources because nobody should feel isolated. It's a terrible feeling. And, I mean, my now for the Gander group... My number is 424-1222, or they can email me at crinsnow at hotmail.com, and I'd love to expand our group. Uh, I'm hoping to meet more people when we run that support group through Newfoundland and the Parkinson Society of Newfoundland, and, re and I'm hoping that we're going to get an advanced class on the go for people that really want it. Any idea how many people are living with Parkinson's in Newfoundland and Labrador? You know, I think I was so focused on my own training and keeping myself going and healthy and making such a positive impact on myself that I wasn't really, I didn't really branch out and 
to anybody like to anybody outside of I just sort of done my own thing and it's only recently now that I'm realizing how many people are impacted and how many people need help and like need to be need reach need to be reached out to and I want to talk a little bit more about the, the programs that you guys are offering uh, when we come back after the break. Our guests today on On Target are Corinne Snow and Nathan Late. We'll be back right after this. Saturday morning, join us for the Irish Newfoundland Show. Send your request to irishnl at vocm.com or submit them online at vocm.com. Our guests today on On Target have been talking about uh, Parkinson's and the benefits of uh, exercise and staying active. Corinne Snow was diagnosed with early onset Parkinson's at the age of 42. She is 45 now. And Nathan Late has been uh, helping her out by running a free exercise class in Gander for Parkinson's patients. And Nathan, uh, when and where are these uh, classes? Uh, these classes are, so right now we're just doing them at 12 o'clock on Wednesday, and you go until about one thirty at the Anglican Church in Gander. And it's every week? Yep, every week. And people just show up, or do they have to register ahead of time? Uh, well, you can probably email Corinne first, uh, just to confirm that they're coming, and so we... Uh, the space is only so big, so we don't want uh, too many pe- people coming at, at one time. Um, but, uh, yeah, just give Corinne an email and we'll make it work. And if it uh, continues to build in popularity, if you will, uh, would you consider expanding? Uh, yeah, I think we will. Uh, I haven't really thought that far ahead yet. Corinne probably has. Uh, Absolutely, Nathan. Okay, there you go. So, uh, yeah, so I guess we are. Um, yeah, and you mentioned the the virtual side of things, Nathan, that uh, might be forthcoming. I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're going to get uh, the Parkinson Society of Newfoundland is interested in doing the more advanced class. And uh, so I'm hoping we're going to get that started and how much interest we can get in that uh, for the young onset and and the older population that are very fit is the 70 year olds that can do just as much as me and, and to make it clear so nobody gets scared my exercise regime wasn't where I caused my back uh, it was genetic back issues right because we don't want people to think that you were so no. <laughs> so no, active that you my, ac- ac- my <laughs> exercise yeah, it sounds more like something I'd do. <laughs> um, and you're you're putting together this uh, support group, uh, Corinne. Well, yeah, I met with the um, chairperson and the executive director of Parkinson's Newfoundland, and they're in support of it. And it's going to happen November the 30th at 7, and they're going to get the advertising out now. So hopefully we'll reach a lot more people and... Um, We'll be able to pull our own support group together here in Newfoundland. I'm already a member of the support group through Rocksteady Boxing. And what's that? So when I got into met to lead it, when I went to leader with the goats, then I realized she ran her Rocksteady Boxing program, which was directed towards Parkinson's patients, which she offers Monday to Friday. Uh, every week at 12 to 1, so I attend that too. 
And where does she uh, offer that? Because she's in Broad so, Cove, you're in Gander. How does that work? And she offers that through Zoom online, so anybody can avail of it. Ah, excellent. Right. So um, have you found, though, that through COVID in particular, that, you know, the virtual aspect of things kept you going? Absolutely. Um, Nathan started a, a fitness app that he puts all my programs and workouts in through, and I can just do it at home in my home gym. That's what we did during COVID. Because well, you would have that. received your diagnosis just before COVID hit. Is that correct? Uh, I think maybe a year before COVID. And right. then we went virtual. And now, I mean, I, I do very well with virtual. But I understand, too, that a lot of the older population that are affected with, with Parkinson's don't do well with virtual, so that's why these online, these in-person exercise groups are so important to them. They like the social aspect of it. Obviously, these are benefiting you, and you're very passionate about it. You've spoken passionately about it at length um, with me and others. Um, but where do you, from where do you draw your strength? Do you have people in your life that you you draw inspiration or strength from? I think I've always been a very positive person. I've never, I don't really focus on negative. Um, I've re- I have a lot of, you know, good family and friends, and I'm, I've always tried to remain positive. Nathan has been a big influence with my training and getting exercise. And when you exercise, you actually feel so much better. But I just decide to wake up every morning happy and not stress, let go of things I can't change or control because you you can't you have no other choice. You could stay in bed or and focus on the negative or you can get up and focus on your health and get yourself moving. Nathan, how does it feel knowing you're making a difference? Uh, it's a great feeling. Uh but, you know, a lot of the credit goes to Corinne. She's probably the most dedicated person you'll ever meet. And, you know, that goes for training. And if anything, you have to kind of rein her in sometimes and keep her from doing too much. Um, and she kind of takes that same dedication to her training to the this group we're doing in Gander as well. Like, she kind of casually mentioned that she had back surgery yesterday. But she, and she said she was uh, in a wheelchair at the classes. But she also... Uh, during our class, she wasn't there, so she got me to stream her on the TV so she could be with the group. So that's just the type of person she is. And so when she says that the group is going to grow, we're probably going to get a bigger space at some point. She's probably right. But, yeah, it feels, it feels great. And it's, it also feels great to help out this group in Gander. And, you know, I'll help in, in any way I can. Sounds like you're drawing a lot of inspiration from her. Yeah, I definitely learned a lot about uh, Parkinson's and... Um, I never really thought I would be, you know, doing this sort of thing, but or that I would enjoy it. But uh, yeah, I've been loving it so far. So she's kind of changed your direction. Yeah, she's uh, uh, yeah, same as you know, even with training, it's kind of uh, opened me up to new forms of training that I never really considered before. So it's always nice when you have uh, someone that kind of. Um, where our, our uh, training relationship kind of helps me grow as a, as a trainer and 
um, then I can also help more people as well. It sounds like you've developed this uh, real close uh, friendship over the course of, um, you know, what you're doing together. Uh, Is that common, uh, Nathan, for you to develop these these personal uh, friendships with people? Because after all, you're, you're helping them grow. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, a lot of clients I've, I've become friends with. Um, it's usually the ones that are really dedicated and uh, motivated to do better and to, you know, like Corinne has never missed a day. She always shows up. Uh, so those types of people, like, you can really help and make a difference with, and then you do, you know, you have a, have a friendship develops from that. So, yeah, it definitely happens. So, Corinne, um, we've got two minutes left. The final word goes to you. Uh, any special message or, or, or thoughts that you want to share with our audience? I think um, for Parkinson's patients out there, contact the Parkinson's Society of Newfoundland. Uh, they got their 1-800 number, 1-800-567-7020. They got their website. Anybody's welcome to reach out to me. I'm on Facebook. My cell number I gave in my email And I think you just got to take it one day at a time. And when people say that, you know, if people ever, people say you don't, they don't know how you do it. Just tell them, you just got to smile and say you were never given a choice. Yeah, you have no choice. You've got to keep going. You got to keep going. Despite back surgery. (laughs) Well, it's a little setback. a, A setback, but it sounds like you're going to overcome it. Yeah, I'll, uh, I just got to keep myself reined in. <laughs> there you go. Show some constraint. <laughs> well, uh, Corinne Snow and Nathan Late, uh, really appreciate your time this afternoon. It's an inspirational uh, story, no doubt. And um, uh, I'm sure you'll be getting lots of attention in the coming uh, weeks and uh, months. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we'll be back on Monday. Join us then. We're going to be talking politics. Uh, So stay tuned. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye for now.